Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. The Bible teaches us that God loved us enough to send His only begotten Son into this world to save us. And that it was by grace through faith that we were saved. God loved us enough to save us just like we were. I don't know about you, but I'm glad about that. But I am even more glad that the same God who loved us enough to accept us and save us just like we were, loves us too much to leave us like we were. God doesn't and never has intended for us to stay the people that we used to be. He wants a transformation to happen in and with you and me. God wants all of us who he saved as is to experience transformation and manifestation that only comes to his. And we who he saved should want what God wants, that is for transformation and manifestation to happen in and with us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God has a destiny for us. He has things he wants us to do. He thinks he wants to do through me and you. But we got to cooperate. I wonder how many places of desolation exist today because you didn't do what he had to say. I'm wondering how many families is tore up now because you didn't do what he told you to do when he told you to train yourself for ministry and then get into the ministry he had in store for you a long time ago. I wonder, I wonder how many, how many, how how much desolation is manifested because you're still dragging your feet and not doing what God said do. I wonder, I wonder. I let him talk to you about that. I'm just, I just use it as an example of what he said to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said all of that could have been yours. If you'd have just did what I told you to do. I was like, oh my goodness. Factor number one is that God's going to use his word. Because if they allow God to shape and to reshape them into the person that he wants to transform them into being, then they'll get to live out the destiny that God planned for them to do. But if not, then they'll live out a life less than the destiny that God planned for them to. And it'll be a little more difficult, much more harder. You don't believe me? Ask Adam and Adam. That's right. She became Eve after the fall. Ask Adam and Eve. Praise God. They'll tell you they worked away where they had to slave for their labor and they had to work hard for their money. Do, 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 do. They had to work hard for their money. Do, 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 do. They had to work hard for their money. And they, and they, and, and they still didn't treat each other right. <laughs> Hallelujah. God uses the hearing of his word to help form us when he transforms us. He uses the hearing of the word. Once again, the clay is not supposed to argue with the potter, though, who's molding it and fashioning it. It's just supposed to allow itself to get wet so that it can get molded into the shape that it wants to do. The clay is supposed to yield to what the potter is doing, especially since the potter knows what he's doing. He'll use the word in order to get done what he does. Let me show you why he uses the word. Turn to Romans chapter one. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. This is one, one of the reasons why he uses the word. Same reason why Paul said he wasn't ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. Same reason why he couldn't wait to get to the people to be able to share with them the word. 
to the point that he said, I'm a debtor both to the Greek and to the Greek and the barbarian, to the wise and unwise. Verse 15 says, so as much as in me is, is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Why that, Paul? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. God say, I ain't ashamed to tell you this. In fact, I can't wait to tell you this. In fact, Paul was walking everywhere to go to be able to let these people know what God's word had to say, because he knew it is the power of God unto salvation. I said, it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation, which well, another way of phrase it, that will get you to the salvation that God has in store for you. Salvation right there means deliverance. Praise God, but that's just not delivering out of, it's delivering into. Praise God, because there are things God wants to deliver you into. Healing, wholeness, soundness, deliverance, comfort, peace, prosperity, protection. And then this is the one I want to focus on right now. And that's a lifestyle resurrection. God wants to change the life of you through the word that will be shared with you. He don't want you entertained by the word. He wants you transformed by the word. Does anybody here know what I'm talking about? Praise God. God wants you transformed by the word. Too long the church has been an entertainment center rather than a training center. Too long that, that people have been sitting in the pews, just sitting there, rather than sitting on a potter's wheel, getting transformed. But see, when the word is flowing like it's supposed to, you find out that's one of the very first things that's necessary in order to get the, the clay to be molded into the shape that it's supposed to, is you got to start off with giving it the word. Because other than that, it's just hard, it's just dusty, or it's just flaky, and it will, it'll fall apart too. But when you begin to start putting the water on it, you can start molding it and shaping it. It turns into molding and shapeable material at that point, too. That's why it's so important to be under that word, be under that word, be under that word. Because that potter would just throw water on it. He'll put it on the wheel and just spin it, praise God. And he'll start throwing water on it, praise God. And he just keep putting water on it. And then he's feeling it. And he's seeing whether it's moldable yet. Is it shapeable yet? Praise God. Before he start doing the work he got to do, he got to put the water on it. That's why don't ever walk out while the water is flowing. Praise God. Don't ever leave here while the water is flowing. Praise God. Somebody say, I got something to do. Tell him I'll be there later because the water is flowing right now. Praise God. Tell him I need you to stay with me. I'll get there later. I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. Where you going? I'm going where the water is flowing. Praise God. Because I need to be molded and shaped. Because if the water don't hit you, you'll harden. You'll harden in a fo- into a form other than the one that he wants you to be. There's a lot of believers that just hardened in the stuff that God never intended them to be. That's why it seems like it'll be hard for you to change into the person that wants you to be. No, no, it's not going to be hard for God. You just got to go through the process. And let him start putting that water on you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's why I put you under the anointed man or woman of God. Because out of our bellies will flow rivers of living water. More than enough water to be able to soften you up. So that God can be able to shape you into the person that he wants you to be. Thank you Lord Jesus for the water of the word of God. Which is the power of God unto your healing, your wholeness, your soundness, your deliverance, your comfort, your peace, your prosperity. And your lifestyle resurrection. Where God can then be able to change your life. Anybody here been changed by the word of God? I'm so glad he changed me. But it started with that word. Because I mean, when I come in, I went, I don't hear, hear all that. I don't hear all that. I just want to find out who this guy named Jesus was. But then I sat under the word and sat under it. And it took a hard brother, a hard brother, and softened him until I started listening. 
Because he can't get stuff in you until, he, uh, 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 until you soften. That was the problem with the people in the Old Testament. They had hard hearts. So they wouldn't receive the word. The word would just bounce off. That's why they wouldn't do the word of God. Because it wasn't a part of them. But God wants to put something in you, the word, so that it can become a part of you. So that you can then be a person that's transformed. We're going to talk about it later, but he does it from the inside out. Praise God. I know I am. I just hope they're hearing me. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> the clay is supposed to yield to the potter and what the potter is doing, especially since the potter knows what he's doing. The word of God is the power of God unto manifestation and transformation. Turn to John chapter 15. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. I know you know all these verses, praise God, but at the same time, let me just stick them in, in this, in this, under this teaching. John chapter 15. Thank God for his word. John chapter 15, verse 3. The potter told you, he said, now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. You are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. The word that he spoke unto us is the water. That's what he begins to, that's what he does. He, that's what he uses the water. To be able to do it. Water cleanses. But it also softens. I said but it also softens. Water softens the clay. Making it more moldable. And more shapeable. More moldable. More shapeable. See as long as. See what I love about him. Is that he'll put enough water on it. To make you moldable and shapeable. Enough water on you. To make you moldable and shapeable. Just enough. Ain't gonna turn you into mud. (laughs) But he's going to put just enough on you to mold you and to shape you so that he can now work with you and begin to start causing a transformation process to occur. To every area that's resistant to being molded and shaped, the potter adds water to soften it. To every area that makes it, you know, it, makes it resistant, you will add water to it because God's word always works. But he got to put his water on you to soften you. Every area that's resistant to being molded and shaped is an area where the potter is going to add water to be able to soften it. Every one. Turn to Psalms number 119, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. Every area where you're resistant. Mm-hmm. So when you, so, so, so know this. If I say something and you kind of like smooch up and kind of like buck your eyes a little bit and roll your next. It don't have to be no full east side roll like all the way around like that. It just be a little like, mm, like, mm, that's, that's an area that God's about to add a whole bunch of water in so they can then be able to soften that because you're resistant right there. See, whenever he was working, his hand would be in the wheel and then he put his hand on that and he would find stuff in it. He'd find lumps that's in it. He'd have to break them up but he'd add more water into that area so that it can be able to come up. And he put his hand and then he'd, he'd just feel it. He'd just touch it. And then he could feel right there. There it is, it's hard. And so he'd throw water right there. He wouldn't have to throw it over the whole thing, just that one area. Just put that one in that one area. And then he'd work it. And then he see, now it's moldable. Now it's shapeable. Somebody say, God, I'm glad you got your hand on me. Pour water where it where needed. Amen. He will. He'll pour the water where it's needed. We're in Psalms number one nineteen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificence. Is that where we went? 
Okay, Psalms number 119. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your magnificent word. Anybody here love the Lord? Yes. Mm-hmm. Didn't put your money where your mouth is. I'm just teasing. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, Psalms number 119. Hallelujah. That was me he was talking to. Psalms number 119, stanza number 73. The psalmist said, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me. But notice what he says right after that. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. We know his commandments are his word. Give me understanding that I might learn thy commandments, which we know is his word. See, God uses his word to mold and to shape us while he's transforming us. God's word can soften us and help us to be more moldable and shapeable because it can also give us the understanding that we might need to cooperate with the process. The understanding. Some of y'all the cerebral type. Look, Janae would say, yep, he's talking to you right now. He's talking to you. Some of y'all the cerebral type right now. You need, you need understanding. I need to understand this. Good. Spirit of wisdom and understanding will be right there with you to be able to make sure that he pours the water on you and give you the understanding that you need. In fact, he even told you in all that getting, get understanding. So you don't have a problem with you getting understanding. He advises you to get understanding. In fact, he says, come. Come on, talk to me. He said, come on, let's reason together. In essence, you share what you, got, what you think and I'll tell you what I know. <laughs> but understand this. Understanding is not necessary for compliance. I said understanding isn't necessary for compliance. Submission and obedience doesn't require understanding. I said submission and understanding is not required. Submission and obedience doesn't require understanding. It only requires love and faith. Because if you love God, then you do what he tells you to do, whether you understand it or not. And if you trust God, then you'll let him be God by doing what it is he tells you to do, whether you understand it or not. Sometimes your understanding is what's delaying your transformation. Because if you just went ahead with it a long time ago, whether you understood it or not, you'd understood it a lot after you'd have seen it happen. I was thinking about all them months, all them weeks that I didn't do what he said do, because I'm sitting there with my own understanding. I could have been in a better situation financially a lot quicker if I'd have just complied a lot faster. If I'd have just said it. Understanding isn't necessary. Peter didn't understand how he was going to walk on water. He just did it. He heard, come, he came. and Figured it out later. God did it. He'd been on water all his life. All his adult life. Maybe some of his young life. But he was on his water. He was a fisherman. He didn't understand how water would hold him up. He had no clue how that was going to happen. But he didn't require anything past that. He said, I'm going to find out when I step out. Because if that is you, I said, bid me to come out on the water. You bid me to come, so it must be you, so let's go. And he did it, and it worked. Let's go over to this one. Factor number two. Factor number two is for the molding and shaping to happen properly. The clay has to be centered on the wheel. For the molding and shaping to be able to happen properly, the clay has to be centered on the wheel. That's why we believers who want God to transform us 
must allow God to be able to put us in the middle of his will, W-I-L-L, so that we can be in the center of his will, W-H-E-E-L. We have to allow him to put us in the middle of his will, W-I-L-L, so that we can be in the center of his will, W-H-E-E-L. Because in the middle of his will, W-H-E-E-L, is where his will for you is, W-I-L-L. Yes, I know it is. I just hope they get it. Oh, praise God. <laughs> so for that to happen, the clay has to surrender to the potter and let the potter position them where he wants to position them so that they can be in the wheel, W-H-E-E-L, rather than positioning themselves in their own wheel, W-I-L-L. A lot of us, we want to we position ourselves Especially if this don't make no sense to us. Especially if we don't see how this, we don't see why this should be like this. I was telling, praise God, I've told, you know, the Hanani students, praise God, I think I've even told some VBBS students too, praise God. But if I did, you know, if you're in here, you went to those classes to act like I didn't say it, praise God, so it can bless you. I remember, praise God, I was being developed by God for the ministry that he has me in now and another facet that's going to come later, praise God. He was developing me for it. And while he was developing me for it, he would take me and put me in areas that I would question later why I'm in this air. You know, it really happened one time, praise God. Because one time he was in a, I was, he had me training in the bookstore. I understood why. Made all the sense in the world to me. He had me training another time, you know, in other places. And it made all the sense to me. I could see how, why that, how that would fit in with what he got me to do. But he put me in children's church one time. I didn't understand that one, especially when he put me back there in, in the section where baby kids was. See, see, Bishop's children's church wasn't like our children's church. He, had, he would have six to eight hundred children in, the, in there at one time. And of them six to eight hundred, probably 750 to, or so didn't want to be there because their parents just brought them. And so, and they put me, I guess because of my background, they put me back there all the way in the back with the kids that didn't want to get nowhere near the front because they didn't want to get nowhere near God. And my job was to watch them and keep them in line and keep them leaning toward. Long story, real long story short, I dealt with it, dealt with it, dealt with it, did it, did it, did it, and stuff like that. With being where I'm supposed to be, smack dab in the middle of God's will, W-I-L-L, so I could be in the middle of his will, W-H-E-E-L. I did it, I did it. But one day I couldn't take no more. I told this one little kid, these little kids to do something and, and, and they like went off on me, you know, like little ghetto kids do, praise God. And I could feel the, the ghetto in me rising back up and, and, and that guy that was dead for, 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 for some years by now, you know, and he really stank it by now. And he was starting to rise back up. And so I left the room. I told the other person, I said, I'm, I'm leaving out. And they said, where are you going? I said, I'm going out right now. I'll be right back. So I stepped out into the hallway. Praise God. It was, it was, you know, it was a gymnasium. Praise God. And I stepped out in the hallway of the, of the gymnasium. And I, and I told the Lord, I said, I ain't going back in there. I said, I'm not going I'm, until you explain to me why I need to be there. Because I ain't going back in there. I'll be done hurt one of these little kids. And I said, so until you, until you, until you tell me why I need to be up in there, I ain't going back in there. Right after I got off to in my list, I ain't going back in there until you explain to me why I need to be in there. It's as though I, this is all in a vision, 
I was transported through the hallways of the building at a rapid speed. Went, I'm in the air as he's transporting me. Moved me through the walls, the, uh, the, do- the doors of the, of the sanctuary. Moved me through the doors and then rose me up at a higher level above the sanctuary was I can like look down on the sanctuary like this and I'm levitating like I'm a, a X-Man superhero or something. Praise God. Like I'm, I'm Superman flying up in the air and I'm, I'm, I'm just up there and I'm, I'm like tripping out and I'm looking down at the people and I'm looking at these people and all of a sudden he saw, I saw like a discerning of spirits whereas I'm looking at their bodies from the back and from the side, I'm looking at their bodies, but I'm seeing it in silhouette form. And then I saw the, the light being which is you on the inside spirit and interestingly enough I'm in the main sanctuary which I know I was called to and interestingly enough when I look through this I'm looking through these bodies and I'm seeing children most of them was little nursery kids like with rattles stuff like that most of them was like little bitty babies with diapers on only a few of them was children's church age. Very few were adults that was in the midst of the sanctuary. And then the Lord spoke to me. He said, the reason why I have you there is because I'm training you how to be here. He said, because until you learn how to handle those children in there, you'll never be able to handle the children in here. And then it's Sent me back to where I was when I was still standing. I was like, dang. (laughs) But I understood. And I softened my heart. And I went back in. Hey, baby kids. You know, (laughs) it's like I'm I'm, I'm all in now. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm teaching real good. I'm all in now. Because he showed me what I needed to see. He showed me what I needed to see. To soften my heart in that area so I cannot be molded and shaped like he wanted me to be molded and shaped. He showed me what I, that's what the word of God will do. It will show you what you need to see so that you can have your heart molded and you can soften up. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope it both informed and inspired you today. I hope that you're seeing that is true. There really are transformations and manifestations that God wants to bring into the lives of me and you. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do whatever you need to do so that God can cause transformations and manifestations to happen in the lives of me and you. So come on, saints. Let's learn to believe God's word is true. Let's let God be who he is and let him do what it is he wants to do for me and you. Let's let God bring the transformations and manifestations that he says in his word that he wants to do for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. 
If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. Hey, San Antonio, we kicked off our annual Faith of Fire conference this evening. And my God, my God, it was powerful. It's definitely firing up the flame of the faith of God within us, just like it was designed to do. There's three anointed services tomorrow and Friday, one at 10 a.m., one at 12 noon, and one at 6.45 p.m. Don't miss one of them. They'll flat out bless you. And to all the ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, Faith of Fire ends on Saturday with an all-you-can-eat women's breakfast fellowship just for you, starting at 9.30 a.m. sharp, where you ladies will be fed naturally with an awesome breakfast prepared and served by the Brothers of Word of Faith San Antonio just for you. And then you'll be fed spiritually with an anointed Word of God ministered to you just for you. Nursery and VIP transportation services are available for this too. Children's Church will be held at the evening session. And by the way, all at no charge. So clear your calendar so that you don't miss this awesome time of word and worship experience with other word-loving Jesus-celebrating saints like yourself from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas. Come on through and bring a couple saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Both you and your faith will be set on fire at the Faith of Fire Conference at Word of Faith San Antonio. So if you're not hanging out with us at the conference tomorrow, being blessed flat out, then don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.